When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeffy, do that intro that is not an intro. On tonight's Dad Band Land, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sure hope so. It's on tonight's very special Dad Band Land. That's it. Yeah. We invited our listeners to give us suggestions about what we might talk about today. No, no, no. Go back. That's too much. We have to get okay, the theme song. Yeah. There we go. Hey, it's DBL, Dad Band Land, special episode number six. 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 Oh yes. Oh, God. Yep. Wow. The number, just... the number of the beast, everybody. We're here for a special episode. It's summertime. We're all traveling all over the country, getting COVID in all, all four corners. Of this great land of ours. <laughs> and, uh, but we're leaving you here with a special episode. If you listen to last week's episode, it's no surprise what this is. This is going to be you, our listeners, uh, top soundtrack albums. Now, to review a little bit of an argument that we had last week. Wait, no, no, no. Before I review that, let me introduce everybody who's here with me. I'm Adam Felber, your host. Uh, I'm Kevin Burke, your co-host. I'm Jeffy Branion, your chief technology officer. <laughs> I'm Brian Frank, chief vinyl officer, and I look forward to talking about some of these soundtracks that are great on vinyl. Yes. Okay. So they're great on vinyl. They're great on uh, all the digi formats as well, Brian. You're a chauvinist. Um, but not as <laughs> we asked our listeners to answer the question that we were asking ourselves last week. Not what's not not what's the best soundtrack album of all time but what's your favorite soundtrack album of all time and we we said on the twitters you know think think about the actual albums with songs think um uh top guns and don't not think star wars. not star wars as a result jeffy thinks it might have had a result <clears throat> might have had something to do with me name checking top gun and star wars in that tweet but as a result by the time we are recording this we've had something like 1600 responses yeah. On Twitter People alone. They want to talk about this shit. They want to talk about this yeah. shit. And a lot of them are quote tweets, like about half of them. And uh, we're going to get to all 1,600 starting right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> We've no! ranked them in order number, of importance. Yeah, number one. Okay, so. <laughs> no, we're this not. This is going to be a 17-hour episode. It's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, no. It's, it's not even a three-hour tour. It's, it's just a quick survey of what you guys are talking about. And you no, you, but to your to your point, everyone had an opinion on this. This was one of those things where I mean, I'm sure people have jobs and things to do. Everyone dropped what they were doing to let you know and let us know what their favorite soundtrack was. Like this really got under, got you know, inspired them. So uh, I'm impressed with the sheer number of people that wanted to get involved in this. So we got to celebrate this. Yeah, there's some great suggestions. There's ones that I had forgot about. That yeah, just awesome. 
Agreed. You know, let's yeah. let's start with. Um, I'm going to throw to each of you guys because I know we've all been pouring over these, and there's far too many, and we could do several episodes. I want to thank you all for contributing. Let's start with some of the ones that not only have we named ourselves last week, but were named by multiple people. So I, I made a little list. See if any of these spark uh, anything with you guys. Singles. The Seattle 100%. Experience, which was one of Kevin's from last week. That no, guy, that was one of Brian's. Ton. Oh, one that of Brian's was, from last week. Brian's from last week. That's that's absolutely up there. That that's one of those ones that is more famous than the movie itself. I think more people have that soundtrack than saw the film singles. I haven't seen true. the film. What's I haven't that? seen the film either. I haven't seen the film. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> yeah, definitely I saw heard the, the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has a soundtrack. I saw the film. I thought that was part of the whole deal. It turns out no one else went to see the movie. You just had to buy the soundtrack. I, I saw it in the. I saw it in the theater. Same, same. We yeah. were co- we were committed to our Gen X yeah. lifestyle. Absolutely. I have trouble Thanks, because Crow. I haven't really seen it. I, I have trouble uh, telling it apart from uh, that other movie that's like that. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand the soundtrack. <laughs> no, I understand the soundtrack, but in terms of the movie. You know, it's hard for me to, to separate it from that other Cameron Crowe movie soundtrack. Reality Bites. <laughs> That's not oh, a right. Cameron Crowe. What? Uh, what? what? You, uh, your brain, you just attacked me. Confused. No. You just, oh, you just no, well, me I'm saying that these are two movies that I haven't seen. Um, I, guess, I guess one is not Cameron Crowe. But they were both gigantic soundtracks and, and suggested a lot. Reality Bites, of they course, were. features a big single from our friend and neighbor, Lisa Loeb, who, by the way, guys, wants to come back on the show. Oh great! Oh, Why? Why was nice. she? She she's feeling too good about her life. Wants to come back to just <laughs> hang out with us, loving it. Believe yeah, it or no, not, she's, she's been listening she's... to us and loves the show. She said that you guys oh. sound exactly like me and my friends, except uh, funnier, which is very nice because she's got some <clears> funny <throat> friends. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, her friends her. are yes. fu- her friends are funnier than we are. That's yeah. true. <laughs> oh wait, no, hold on. All right, let, let's wait, continue what? with some of the ones that a lot of people name check. Um, another yeah. one that I believe uh, Brian brought to the table is Judgment Day, or Judgment, Judgment Night. Night. Judgment Night. <laughs> you have no memory of Brian's last week's recording. I'm still recovering from COVID, COVID brain. A lot of people. No, I, I literally wrote Judgment Day, and nobody actually said Judgment Day as a soundtrack. Um, <laughs> and and an, another one that we mentioned last week, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That covers the ones yeah. that everybody named. That we also did uh, last week. Uh, Purple Rain was came up by a lot of people. Oh as well. right, yeah, yeah, right, that's right. true. That's yeah, true. That was Jeffy. Oh. Jeffy nailed that one. And you know what? Purple Rain is is the ultimate soundtrack and album. I mean, it's just the ultimate recording. It's pretty sweet. It's and, so good. But I, I do. Speaking of ultimate, though, I do have to mention one that's near and dear to my heart, and I think Kevin's heart too, which is the Transformers the movie soundtrack. <laughs> Wait, who 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 uh, who uh, name checked that one? Uh, Philip. At Phoenix underscore C. I didn't see that. Now, does he mean Transformers the movie? You're going to appreciate this, Jeffy, Jeffy Branion. You've got the touch. There's the soundtrack, which has the songs with You've Got the Touch, and it's got the Transformers theme by Lion. There's also the score by Vince Dicola, which is also great. um, This is the the original motion picture soundtrack, which I believe is separate from the score. You're gonna love it. This. Is I gotta, I, in order to make it easier, it's, drop Kevin, we're, call, we're calling ones that have songs on them song tracks. Oh, is that like, what I we're gonna do? Okay, yeah. that's no, you know no, what? That's they're called soundtracks. There's already good, an no, existing like that. phrase that. that everyone uses. Who uses uh, song yeah, tracks? Song tracks. Nobody uses song tracks. Jeffy, Jeffy, you're gonna sound tracks. You're gonna love this, but on my phone, I have saved a meme. I'm not. I'm not gonna love it. You're gonna love what I'm about to say. I'm not gonna love it. 
I, I save a meme on my phone, and it's Eddie from, from Stranger Things holding that cassette. It's become that meme where he says, this is music, because he's holding this Iron Maiden cassette in this show. But he's holding this Transformers the movie soundtrack on cassette. I, I have, I'm going to send it to you after this. I, I saved this this week. That is the best week. thing ever. That's the best thing Let's ever. Let's see if we can remember yes. to post that on our socials, too. I mean, too, because it is fantastic. definitely music. It is definitely, you got the touch, you got the, oh, man. It's so good. Power. It's so good. Um, I have one here, Rainy, Rainy Blackwell's therapist, but at Stargazer's <clears throat> eyes, brought the Crow soundtrack, which is something that people mentioned a lot of. A lot of people mentioned that one. And you know what? I think that's a little bit like singles, too, where, I mean, a lot of people saw the Crow, but the soundtrack is, it has its own life. Like, it's got those, the cures, Cure on it, Stone Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails. Like, it it sells a tone, a, go, a 90s goth tone that is super memorable for people of a certain generation. I... Again, another film I saw in the theater. Same. Yeah. And yeah, I, I got to call out that Nine Inch Nails uh, cover of Joy Division, Dead Souls. Ooh, perfect. Great. That soundtrack fucking kicks ass. Um, I want to give credit to Joe Dith, parentheses, Cujo, Ink Asylum, or JD Ink Asylum, because uh, this person... Uh, pull the Brian Frank. He actually or she, uh, they listed uh, four <laughs> soundtracks. All right. <laughs> um, and I endorse all four of them. And it reminded me of how pivotal pivotal these were to me. Breakin', Beat Street, Wild Style, and Crush Groove. And Crush Groove. Crush Groove. Wow. Yes. Right? I haven't even thought of that in years. Right. Beastie Boys, She's On It, which caused me to go out and buy that 12-inch single. It was the first Beastie Boys I ever heard. Curtis Blow, If I Ruled the World. Wow. Fat Boys, All You Can Eat. Hello, Cool J, I Can't Live Without My Radio. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's fantastic. So thank you, Joe. Thank you, Carol. Um, you know what? Um, Brian Wecht, Ninja Brian, another one of our friends. It seems like our friends remain our friends, which is great. Uh, Brian's following us now on, on the Twitters. Um, Ninja Brian from Ninja Sex Party. He said one that a bunch of people said, Repo Man. Tons of great tracks in there. Yeah, that's a great one. Repo Man, uh, little known but beloved uh, cult classic from the 80s. Or is it late 70s? No, I guess it was 80s. No, it's early 80s. It, I'm 82, I believe, is Repo Man. Great. No, great one. And also, it, it, like an indie, kind of an indie film, like it had, that, it had what ended up becoming that whole 80s indie vibe to it. Um, yeah, Repo Man is a great soundtrack. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the 80s, Gina Fattore, at Gina Fattore, responded with just an image. And uh, the image was a photo of uh, Nick Cage with his uh, V cut and shown. Uh, and underneath it says, I'm not in the mood to go to the valley. Valley Girl soundtrack. Valley Girl oh soundtrack. wow! Which, which, by the way, was not even available for like I don't know how many years yeah. afterwards. Plim Souls, uh, Million Miles Away, Modern English, Melt with You, Men at Work, Who Can It Be Now, Psychedelic Furs, wow. Love My Way. Ah, so good. Yeah, that is pretty smoking. Yeah, thank you, Gina. Thank you, Gina. Two more that I want to just quickly throw out there because so many people mentioned it. I'm surprised not more ma- more people uh, mentioned this. Big Chill. Yeah. The Big Chill, yeah. I have some it's problems classic. with that movie. I have some problems with the way that they What do used- you mean? Eh, what do you mean? You know. You know. It's a boomer thing. Um, well, and the soundtrack <laughs> is, too. Like, the, it's a it's a <clears throat> boomer's greatest hits like it's kind yeah. of a you know what like let's just let's let's add some level of emotion to our sense of missing our youth and 
and Big Chill has that. It's a trip. I mean, I don't personally connect to it, but I put that on and I I can go to a different place. Like I get the vibe of the movie. I get that vibe of it's a little bit how Stand By Me works later, but in a better way. I feel yeah. like, which is another great soundtrack. No, for well, for what it, it is, it, it's a perfect soundtrack. The 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 Big Chill thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't it just a bunch of white people dancing around a kitchen singing Motown? Or am I misremembering? That's that? what I remember. That's all. That was That's my entire takeaway. Yeah. Someone that died, was certainly though, my that was certainly my impression. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we uh, all have the same and, problem with that movie. But that soundtrack, <laughs> divorced from the movie itself, divorced from the white people in the kitchen. That's it's a good. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say, even as a kid, as a kid, the Big Chill even sounds like the most boring thing I could possibly watch. Too. Like, you know what? It's a Big Chill. I'm like, oh god! Like, I'd rather eat a knife than watch that movie. That's terrible. Eat a knife. Wow. Now, you know what? I, um, our... I've seen the Big Chill, and eating a knife would be worse. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's the quote on the cover Fair. poster, if I remember Fair. right. That's, yes. uh, I, I have that T-shirt. I've seen, I've seen this a, movie, yeah. and eating a knife would be worse. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> Michael Howe hashtag Stop Asian Hate at Michael M Ho nineteen eighty dropped Footloose. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta no. you gotta give it up for some Footloose, some Kenny Loggins, some Shalimar. Some that was one of those. That was one of those movie soundtracks that was ubiquitous. It it penetrated yeah. MTV Everywhere. and it was and everybody like you know here comes another single from Footloose and like a Footloose single, yeah. even though all by different bands, was an event on MTV in the eighties. Like oh, here's yeah, yeah. the next and, song and that we're those- all gonna listen to. I think almost all the songs were hits except the Sammy Hagar song. Yeah, and no, and that, don't even get me started on that particular song. <laughs> it was just a song that... Uh, was that the one where got, he had some problem with his driving, or was it, was it some, was that different? No, that is that is from the hit Sammy Hagar album, VOA, in which he's in which he is parachuting onto the Capitol lawn. I don't know if you remember that particular album this cover. This is The Girl but Gets a, Around on Yeah, Girl Gets Around. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somewhat problematic. <laughs> the, uh, the 80s... Still, such it great soundtracks. A, it was uh, a different time. It was a different time. Um, Damien at D. Weisbach, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. And that's one of those where it had the theme song, right? Axel F by Harold Faltemeyer, which became a hit. That's like the theme. That's crazy. The that's yeah. a piece of right? that's a piece of score, I believe. And it was yes. released as a single, and it crushed. It's his theme. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's great. Yeah. And it's great. and and then you pair it with. Glenn Fry, The Heat Is On, Neutron Dance, Pointer Sisters, yeah. Patti LaBelle, New Attitude, winning. It reminds yeah. me, though, of uh, Axel F is like, um, is the uh, um, Fletch, that little mm. keyboard yeah. Yeah. thing. That's Fletch's theme song. Not, not a famous soundtrack, but an Isn't it, incredible is it the, film. Didn't he also do the, I, I believe when we watched Fletch, we were like, oh, yeah, that sounds like, and yeah, it's Harold Faltermeyer. Again. It is. Oh, wow. Regurgitating his own material. You know what? If it works, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. David, let's David Wigfield at David underscore Wigfield has says Judgment Night or Natural Born Killers. Ooh, mm. natural born I'm a Natural born, born Killers fan. I mean, a Natural Born Killers soundtrack fan. Right. No, well, that's that leads me to, to Heather McDonald at Heather Mac Twenty brought up the Reservoir Dog soundtrack, which is. Which I preferred to the Pulp Fiction one that had clips of the movie that had the intercutting with with what's his name I'm blanking on his name the comedian um, 
Checky Green. Um, no, um, the deadpan voice guy. Yeah, why am Stephen I blanking on the radio? Uh, Stephen Wright. Thank you. It cuts Stephen with Stephen Wright, you know, and, and that Reservoir Dog soundtrack was, was to me, like a singles, like a crow, was like a game changer, was really setting up the Tarantino-ness of it all. I was, I was going to say, you? Quentin Tarantino <clears throat> deserves his own special mention in this episode for every single soundtrack, period. Are you, say, are you uh, saying, sorry. You saying Stephen Wright was deadpan? No. What do you mean? <laughs> Nobody said that. <laughs> can you? Can you? You know, Jeffy, I'm sure the only one on earth who can do a Stephen Wright Yakov Smirnov mashup. I feel like that could definitely happen to us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it could happen. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen then. Um, uh, no, I think I. I was. I actually mentioned. Earlier, the Death Proof soundtrack, like Tarantino, kept great soundtracks all the way through his. All the the, way. the, uh, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood soundtrack is great. Just you know, watched that the other night. A, a lo- you know, okay. there, we should take a sec, a moment to talk about directors whose movies consistently placed uh, among our listeners, because Quentin Tarantino, almost every one of his movies got you know name checked uh, by by our listeners or by our fans, um, and also Wes Anderson. I, I know yeah. I I, yeah. I brought. Um, uh, Royal Tenenbaums to the table, but a lot of his movies are great. And Ford at A.M. Sawford uh, writes, I agree with so many already stated. And then she states a couple that I thought we should name check anyway. Gross Point Blank, Clueless, yep. mm. and High Fidelity. But I was surprised not to see Never Been Kissed or Rushmore. And she gives us a picture of Rushmore. And you brought us a lot in that one little concise tweet. Well, and it is interesting that that Wes Anderson and Tarantino, like the soundtrack is a component of seeing the movie. People get excited about what's going to be on the soundtrack. They get excited about what they're going to put. I mean, Spike Lee is the same way. There are certain Spike Lee, you know, movies that have absolutely great songs on their soundtrack. Like a lot of people put my uh, favorites. Oh, yeah. Crooklyn's great. A lot of people put Do the Right Thing down as uh, Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Right Thing. And uh, Philly Alex at Alex252. Name checked your one of yours, Kevin. Prince's Batman. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't can't be that. I mean, that that to me is the ultimate like song soundtrack. To be inspired by a film, it's just such an exciting thing to to get your head around it. You it's know, so and, crazy. And again, I mean, I know we talked about it last time, but the the fact that you've got this genius like Prince and you've asked him to contribute a song to your movie, and he's like. Okay, how about this album I just recorded for you? That's yeah, still how about a whole it stuns album. me. <laughs> no, it is it is and it's coherent. It's not just a bunch of it's a coherent piece of work. It's a strong record. Um we have and, Reverend Mark Schlassner at at M Schlassen. I can't even pronounce it correctly because it's it's a bunch of letters forced together, but he brings up what I thought was a great recent film, Baby Driver. That had, oh, that had that's the other director. A, we got it. Yeah. We, you, you got Edgar it. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. No, yeah. I mean, the, if you don't know the T-Rex song, Deborah, like it's it's unhinged. It's a bunch of bongos and he's just going like Deborah, Deborah. It's like a whole weird thing. It's a plot point in Baby Driver. Like it is an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. I even I've made a either tweet or Facebook post. I can't remember saying like I never dreamed in my life there'd be a movie that that song is a key element of the story, but that's what it is. It's that that's a great soundtrack. There's that great Queen song. I'm losing it. The first song on Sheer Heart Attack that is also the action scene. The car chase action scene at the end is to, damn it, whatever the first song on Sheer Heart Attack is. The point being, it's a great 
soundtrack to a great movie. Yeah, that, that guy that guy thinks about music um, much like uh, uh, James Gunn claims he does. Thinks about music before he actually writes the scene. He knows what yeah. music is going to well, be before. Before we go on, I just want everybody else to think about this for a moment. Our sponsors. DBL will be right back. DBL. And we are back. DBL SE6. Yes. <laughs> we made it back. Yeah, we made it back. I have made it more or less all the way back from COVID, as has Brian Frank. Brian, you're fixing to get your next one, right? Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to punching my uh, frequent flyer card. You mean uh, your next? Your next COVID? COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah. So that's okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, going back to this theme about directors influencing, you know, influenced by music or prints, you know, being influenced by the film. Uh, John Claude at John Claude. That's J E A N C L A W E D with a picture of Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> mentions. Uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson film uh, soundtrack to Magnolia. And to me, A, I love that movie. Seen it multiple times in the theater even. Big fan of that. My wife and I have seen it so many times. Um, but what's crazy about that one is the film was inspired by Amy Mann's music. Right. He actually was inspired by her. And there's uh, she's got a couple of songs on that record. Um, and... Uh, it's a collection of her songs, but there are also two songs that were written for the film. And this is a unique one. I'm wondering if you guys have other examples of this. And then the song Save Me uh, is actually performed in, in the, the film. film by the characters. And she mm -hmm. was nominated for the Academy Award for that, for Best Original Song. What movie Unfortunately, is that? Yeah, Magnolia. Magnolia. I've never oh. actually seen Magnolia, the Paul Thomas Anderson oh, movie. I've never seen it. It's great. I have, I have not either. Oh, but Screening I was, at my place. <laughs> Let's do that. I will say this. Somebody yeah. who, who name-checked Magnolia, and I don't have her in front of me right here, said, how could I have forgotten Magnolia? Love you, Amy Mann. Um, and Amy Mann uh, loved that tweet. Oh, oh so wow. We're amazing. this close to getting Amy Mann on the show, everybody. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> I want right to ask her how she felt about losing the Academy Award for Best Original Song to Phil Collins' song from Tarzan. Oh, you know, don't don't bag on Phil Collins' Tarzan. Phil that Col is Collins a great it, song. That's an amazing song. Phil Collins brought it to Tarzan. Yeah, he really that did. Song, Shut that up, song Ryan. Make, that song makes... That's what I'm saying. Listen to me. That song <laughs> makes me cry. It does. Yeah, it makes me cry, too. The, no, the song you're, from Tarzan. I'm yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. You'll, you'll be in my you. heart. Yeah. You'll oh, be okay. in my heart, I thought you were. I thought you were fighting me on this. No, not at all. This is what I'm saying. What a moment. Thank yeah. you. Well, let's not fight Edo Fall Trades at Edo Fall Trades, who brought Saturday Night Fucking Fever. Oh, right. a lot of which people is, did. Which, what, to be fair, I feel like that's a soundtrack with a movie attached to it, as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to a soundtrack for a movie. Oh, right? so you mean? Oh, okay. It's the movie of the soundtrack. It's the movie <laughs> of the soundtrack. I'm just saying the movie based on the soundtrack. Yeah, normally that's exactly it's what it the is. soundtrack of the movie, no, and this one it's, it's the, the movie, movie of, of the soundtrack. soundtrack. There's a handful now, okay. of films that are like that, and that is certainly one of them. If you're if Yo. you're younger than say me, you might have missed what happened. I mean, Saturday Night Fever was thought of at the time a as juggernaut. A, a juggernaut movie. And history has proven what Kevin just said to be, and Jeffy just said, to be 100% correct. Because there is nothing about that movie 
that's worth your time right now, except that soundtrack. Uh, you know, well, that, and, and, that movie and does and not John hold up. dancing. John Travolta's dancing. The is dancing is actually great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's a documentary about Robert Stigwood, who's the guy who right. made that film, and that's a, and it's definitely worth why it's it's great. But it really breaks down how that soundtrack and film came to be, and it really validates Kevin's point. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that was part of the Bee Gees documentary too, if I yeah. remember right. Yeah. Um, but the well, the Stigwood one really tells the story. It's it's worth investigating. No, and yeah. it's pretty brilliant in that way. Like he knew the music was there. He knew that people would would come to to a sh- to a movie that had this music. Now it's pretty brilliant. I mean, loosely related. I want to bring up Scotty Lamb here at Scotty Lamb, who mentions who asks if anyone has mentioned Rocky Four yet. And no. I have to say, I, I knew you were going to bring that into my house. I it, knew no, it. I am always half a neuron away from mentioning Rocky Four, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Rocky Four and Rocky Four. Look, I love the movie Rocky Four, but it is almost a music video featuring Rocky doing shit. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like it's, what, also, what, what, it's also the movie of the soundtrack. Yeah, it's the movie of the soundtrack. It is. And that's I don't even know what you mean by the word on the soundtrack. I don't like, know what like you mean by the word almost of, in that context. Yeah. <laughs> but my I love Rocky Four. Both the score happens to be the same score who, of, the, of the composer to the Transformers movie. There is a year there in, when, when, in which Vince Dicola is the John Williams of our generation. Yeah, for nineteen eighty-five. For nineteen eighty-five, might, might not have been an entire year. Yeah, but, but he owned it. <laughs> he owned it. And uh, but but the, the the songs of Rocky Four. I mean, everyone knows "Eye of the Tiger" from Rocky Three, and that's obviously the most famous one. But Rocky Four, top to bottom, is great music. A great movie based on the music. I mean, great it's, movie. It's great. A great yeah. movie. I can't. I, why do we still do this in this day and age, Kevin? It's a movie you like. Well, yeah. I must break you. Yeah, uh, I, I saw it in the th- you, you know, I you know, I like it because it's a great movie. I, I mean, what what's the what's the story here? I uh, well, I that, diff- you know, that's the important question about it, and we could do it an entire. I have in fact done an entire <clears throat> podcast about Rocky Four with uh, Rico Galliano, who agrees with you. He thinks that's a great movie. I did point yeah. out to him, as I t- pointed out to you, that unlike most three act structure movies, Rocky Four has exactly two events in it. Well, I will say there, I will is, no, there is no I will, act two. I, here, I'm going to add no, this. No, 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 before you do, I just want oh, to wait, wait, there's here's, no act here's Rocky one. Four. Here, one here's what happens in Rocky Four. It, it's like Rocky Three is over. Rocky Four begins, and, and and a Russian machine named Ivan Drago punches Apollo Creed dead. To to death. To right. death. And then the yeah. rest of the With movie is punch. Rocky deciding, should I well, fight this guy? Well, and thereby America. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then well, he Ro- punched America to death. He, he punched, punched America, America to death. <laughs> then nothing happens except music videos. And then Rocky punches Ivan Drago to near death and ends the Cold War. Movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the same. It's, it's analogous. Again, to, again what's just, the problem? Just what Kevin said. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, I'm just, who you've, needs just proven our, you've just proven who our needs point. This, who needs this three-act structure? Let it's me, barely let me, been tested. Let me add yes. something to this. There was a director's cut that recently came out that tried to... Without that the solve, robot. That, without the robot, which is ridiculous, <laughs> by the way. But Because Polly definitely loves that robot. But he... Screening um, no, my it's, place. It's ridiculous that the robot's gone, is my point. Because the robot's not ridiculous. Polly's... Polly, losing well, the robot's Polly's ridiculous. Polly's ridiculous. Well, but the director's thing cut? Is ridiculous. The director's cut came out last year, yeah. and it, and it yeah. tries to solve your problems about having more of a second act stuff and i realized we didn't need it 
Rocky Four yeah, was biggest, perfect the way it was. The biggest problem with the director's cut is that you really have to watch it twice. Yes, it's a, yes. <laughs> you have to watch it, the real, the regular version, and then you right. got to see like how are they going to take this robot out? It's have impossible. You, have you have you seen it, Jeffy? No, I have not seen the new director's cut. I will, I will say this, but I would. Let me throw, I would let me, this is, this is no, a tangent. No, no. We, we you should watch it. It's on. a whole different movie. I will whole, say they this. shot a whole second movie. I will say the, mo- okay. the music is inspirational. One of my favorite parts of the movie is that there, Rocky goes to Russia to train, um, and his wife won't go with him because she doesn't want him to get killed. And we see like a 10-minute training montage in Russia. Yeah. Then there's 30 seconds of dialogue in which his wife shows up, and then there's another 10-minute training montage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and going back to the music, the Hearts on Fire by John Cafferty, who's in our in our ground of third-rate Springsteen knockoffs. But what a great song that is! What an absolutely killer right. song! You just you yeah. said well, the name of the song, Kevin, and it lodged in my brain. That's how good that song. Hearts is. on yeah, Fire, yeah, yeah. It's so stuck good. in there right now. I can't yeah. believe we spent this um, time here. So, uh, well, let's keep so moving. speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of of great, not so great films, but great soundtracks. Um, this is one that I had forgotten about. And, uh, and I'm so glad that Frenzy or at Frenzy underscore 5150 reminded me of the soundtrack to a terrible film, Last Action Hero, um, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was about to bring uh, that one up. I'm so glad you did. Um, that has two previously unreleased Alice in Chains songs, What the Hell Have I and A Little Bitter, which, by the way, has sent me on an Alice in Chains rabbit hole this week. <laughs> um, Megadeth, Angry Again, ACDC, yep. Big Gun, and Cypress Hill, Cock the Hammer. Great soundtrack. I remember listening to that on cassette on the subway over and over and over again. What I find fascinating is, like the film Last Action Hero, which is supposed to be a parody and a almost leftover 80s film, the soundtrack is a lot of '80s bands that that almost as if he hadn't noticed that that we moved on to it. To the single that album came their out. Their time you know, had passed. Well, it's very, it's almost meta in the sense that it is ACDC, Megadeth. It's all these groups in a world in which the Crow is coming out with uh, Nine Inch Nails and Stone Temple Pilots. Like it really fits the tone of it. It's like the last gasp of the '80s is the last action hero soundtrack included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> um, Steven Smed dot TV at Steve Smed dot T Smed Steven Smed dot TV at That's Steve easy for Smed you to say TV. Wow. No, Steven Smed dot TV at Steve Smed TV <laughs> brings up one of my favorite films, also another Edgar Wright, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. Which Absolutely. is just fantastic. The music's great. the The music the band makes is great because is. Beck wrote the songs. Um, but it's uh, it's a really great soundtrack. And there, I think there are two different versions of the soundtrack. Unlike there's uh, like an expanded version. There's a like a, a red version, a red cover, and a blue cover. I think. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I did not know stuff. that. You should. You gotta. You gotta listen to the expanded. Version because it has the bass battle, which is one of my favorite things. When um, uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, faces off in a, they're uh, they're both playing bass. Oh, it's right. like a bass off. Right. Yeah. Here's really one that stuff. didn't. Here's one that didn't come up, and I think, and I'm surprised it didn't come up. And I think the reason it didn't come up with didn't come up is format because it's such a vital album, and that is. The original Miami Vice soundtrack that came out in like 19, 
It is nowhere on this list, I don't see, but the truth is it's nowhere in print. The actual soundtrack that you would buy that had you know, the theme song that had You Belong to the City, that had Smuggler's Blues, that had... Uh, in the Air Tonight. In the Air Tonight. That version doesn't exist anymore. Like, as far as I've ever found anywhere, there's no, well, you know there's what? no it, version it, of it that. It is album. a thicket that we're inviting everybody into because, like, if you go to Spotify or Apple Music and you look for these soundtracks, a lot of the time, although every song from these soundtracks is available on these services, the, the albums as soundtracks are not available. Yeah, it's fascinating licensing. they're lost for licensing because I have to say, I mean, again, being a kid, the Miami Vice soundtrack was as important as any as the Top Gun soundtrack in the mid 80s. You know, like it had so many hits on it and right. was bought by everybody. Pro and tip, sort of Pro lost tip for the time because the format. Search uh, for playlists on your Spotify or your Apple Musics and you will find that many a helpful user has made playlists that are those lost soundtrack albums. So you can listen to them. You just have to do the extra work of searching the playlists instead of the albums. Hey, Brian Stack, and I love Brian Stack. Hello, Brian. You guys might remember him from his years of appearances on Conan O'Brien. Now he's over at Colbert. He writes, uh, The Harder They Come. I only oh, saw the yeah. movie once and barely remember it, which is appropriate, but the soundtrack is packed with reggae classics. And I got to agree. If you've ever been a person who's been like, yeah, I like that Bob Marley tune, but I wonder if there's more to reggae. You, you know, the harder they come is not a bad place to start. Well, as far as I Classic. knew, as far as I was told, that's like the first real reggae that's come out of Jamaica, right? Was that soundtrack in that movie. That was the gateway for most people. At least that's how it was presented to me when I saw the film. Um, that's a great ultimate great soundtrack like, yeah that's it's one fantastic. of the very first absolutely right thank you brian stack uh, there was some uh, on I, there was, yeah sorry there's one that a lot of people dropped on here which i thought was great but it almost skirted our rules but i wanted to mention it and that is the tron legacy soundtrack by daft punk which is a score i love that album from but a. there's there are two tracks on it that are diegetic yes because it's daft punk playing those songs in the movie in the club so yes. I would call anything with sound with uh, soundtrack and score is a soundtrack. Yeah, what All a right. great Tron Legacy. Fair. Tron Legacy is outstanding. I mean, the first Tron soundtrack is actually surprisingly good. If you haven't gone, that's it's by great. Wendy Carlos. But that, um, but Tron Legacy is also great in, in recent times. Um, speaking of soundtrack adjacent, uh, and we did talk about this last week, but I need to mention again: Dave Powell at One D Man brought up. Uh, the Queen album, A Kind of Magic, uh -huh. uh, which is unique because theoretically it's sort of the soundtrack to Highlander that never existed. And there is a score, right, by Michael Kamen, right. but there was no actual soundtrack album. Um, but it does have songs from the film, different arrangements of some of them. There's also dialogue from the film in the album. It's kind of a bizarre thing. I don't know if something like that could ever happen again. I have a question for you about that because was yeah. that intended as a Highlander soundtrack and the film didn't warrant it or and they decided to repurpose it? Like, what is the history on that? Yeah, so um, it Queen wanted to make the soundtrack for Highlander and wasn't necessarily commissioned for it. They made an album with the songs, right? And so they made the album, and it's kind of an accompanying thing, right? Which oh, is so interesting. It was never intended yeah. to be and repurposed as a Queen album. It was no, always a Queen No, Queen album. made this album using the songs that they had put in the soundtrack and then added other songs to it 
um, which is funny. And the other thing that's a weird twist is in the film, sorry, I'm going off on Highlander, but yeah. somebody support me here. Jeffy, are you with me? Yeah, I'm this? with you. Okay, good. Um, is that in the film, Hammer to Fall from Queen's album, The Works, plays on a car radio yeah. in one of the scenes too. Oh, so, is, so Queen exists as a band in the Highlander as well the Highlander as the universe. one. Yeah, in the Highlander yeah. universe. Okay. There can be only yeah, one. Yeah, there can be only Queen. one Queen. Well, apparently That's there right. can be two. Yeah. <laughs> the one Hector, on the radio and the one hey, making the soundtrack. Hector um, Franco at uh -huh. Heck Yeah brought up Lost in Translation, which is also fantastic. It is great. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's got that fantastic Air song on it That's I can just listen to over and over. Um, one, oh, sorry, one that has come up a number of times, which we haven't mentioned, so there's at least, I feel like, a dozen people, is a soundtrack I haven't revisited since this film came out, and that's The Lost Boys. Yeah, and I, I was like, going to bring that up. Oh. Everybody I feel like I need to go back and rediscover The Lost Boys soundtrack and film, actually, because it's been a long that time since i watched it. sounds like a good that. idea. Yeah. It sounds like a reasonable idea. We should all watch that at your theater, Jeffy. I haven't Let's seen that it. movie in, in After a Rocky of Ford Director's Cut. Doesn't After Rocky that, Four and then Rocky Four Director's Cut, we can watch The yeah. Lost Boys. Doesn't that we'll movie do the feature, feature one night? I think the that movie Rocky features Boys. Kiefer Sutherland and both Corys. Am I right? Both yeah. Corys. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's oh, yeah. it's one of the first Corys movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we which is a subgenre. It's it's the Corys <laughs> origin issue. If you yeah, yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode where because uh, I have seen it recently because Laura had never seen it. But she did do that um, signing, that convention, right, right. where she was doing autograph signings next to the reunion. And she had never seen the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's about vampires. Now, now you, can watch flat, you can watch Flatliners with her, too. Yes. Hey, uh, Brian Herrera, BF Herrera, uh, at, um, he uh, skirts the rules a little bit, too, because a lot of these songs are, are uh, movies about the, uh, the songs in question. It says, Eddie and the Cruisers. Phantom of the Paradise and Xanadu mm -hmm. are top oh, contenders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can we Xanadu. have why, why, why that? Is it, just, why did we get 100 Xanadus? He, yeah. he did then add, me. but the all-time best is, of course, Purple Rain, which makes me think that yeah. anybody who might have been thinking of saying Xanadu instead said Purple Rain. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and, in fact, I will just straight up confess to that that I am a huge fucking Xanadu fan huge yes it was basically my introduction to elo and wow it was, it was my I it was my introduction to, to olivia newton john yes well also olivia newton john uh but like xanadu i could listen to the shit out of out of some xanadu I will point out, Jeffy, I oh, think yeah. your I first ever guilty pleasure on this program was magic. That's oh, right. That, that might be That's right. right. That may be right, which is interesting. So it's not your first introduction to the tubes, then, is what I'm understanding, then. You were a big tubes <laughs> fan <laughs> before Xanadu. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I think we could go out with, well, not go out necessarily. No, maybe. It's about time to go out. What do you got? Sapphic Honey Trap at okay, the okay. Smap Tea. I don't need anything um, but your name, Sapphic Honey Trap. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's right, Sapphic Honey Trap. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes, oh, yeah. maybe the That's best gold. soundtrack album of the last decade. I love that. If you haven't heard that, it. maybe in Black Panther. Yeah, Black, oh, Black Panther is really good. Too. 
That really Black Panther good. is outstanding. I mean, they're roughly the same time period, so you know they came out at the same time. It's they're both great records, great records, top to bottom. Yeah, I I, I only would prefer Spider Verse because it is such a, it creates such a mood, and every cut on that on that album feels like it absolutely belongs in that very unique and special movie. Into the Spider Verse, you, you know what? If you I, haven't heard I, yeah, that. I I feel like it's um I feel like the songs that feel like they come from characters of the movie, which is different than songs that feel like they're like montage sequences. Every song in that feels like I feel like this is the perspective of the people in this movie, which is yeah, which is the connection, the emotional connection you have to that. Oh, I got. It. I do have to add one more because a lot of people said this. What said this? And but the person who said it best was Brandon Ousley. Um, he and I got into a conversation about this one because he, he well, what he started by saying is that he keeps going back and forth between Purple Rain, which, you know, an unimpeachable choice, obviously, and Superfly. And oh, you know what? The Superfly soundtrack is so fucking good. Like, I can't imagine living in a world without Freddy's dead and stuff. It's it's just amazing. And it's it's woven into, into the uh, the movie in some ways. But, you know, it, it While we're on that, on I gotta own. I gotta throw in I gotta throw in the Trouble Man soundtrack, which is another one, another That's one. That's a good Marvin one. Trouble Man, which is right in that same time, which which is I, an outstanding I, soundtrack. If you haven't picked one up, and a couple people I, I have to add Shaft uh, as well. You might you might and say Shaft. Shaft. I want to add in Brand, Brandon Ousley's uh, comment about this. I think he's a music journalist, and he wrote this tweet so perfectly. He wrote when I told him how much I I love Superfly, you know, and Purple Rain. He said, "Word, whenever I put on Superfly, I feel like a total badass." And who can deny Curtis May- Mayfield's brilliant songwriting, mixing cautionary anti-drug stances with gritty realism? The first sight of Purple Rain alone is astonishing in every way. I love the love the shit out of that comment because you know what. When I put on Purple Rain, I am appreciating an absolute genius piece of music. But like Brandon, when I put on Superfly, it's me that feels like a bra- like a badass. <laughs> like That's because like have, it, yeah, it gives you that. You can't listen to that music without kind of feeling like you, you you know you automatically have these sunglasses on and are sitting in a giant boat of a car in the front seat outside some bar with some where some shit is about to go down. I just, we got to talk more about Curtis Mayfield. That's yes. all I got to say. He, yeah. We yeah. do not talk about that Curtis enough. And that man, personal hero. Yeah. Well done, everybody. You know who our personal hero is? All of you for contributing this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I was going through these 1,600 tweets just going like, this is what a bonanza you guys handed us. Um, and there's so many more. We're so grateful for it, but we are at the end of this mini episode. As I said, we have to go out across this great land of ours, fan out and find new variants to catch. Uh, so send your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Follow us on all the socials. Bad Dad Bandland is produced by me and Jeffy Brandian. Editing and Starburns production by Kyle McGraw. Our theme song is by Adam Korn. And I just want to say to Brian and Kevin and Jeffy, thank you guys for this journey. That is Dad thank you. Bandland. Oh, thank you. Thank you this you, has bud. been kick-ass. And thanks, everybody, for listening. DBL. DBL. Thanks. DBL out till next week. Out. A podcast network.